So an, another huge consequence of this, uh, uh, you know, Russian recognition of LPR and DPR in the Donbass region of Ukraine uh, is the freezing of Nord Stream 2. So you guys know Nord Stream 2 is a gas pipeline that's been built between Germany and Russia. It's the successor to Nord Stream 1. It's, suppo it's supposed to provide not just Germany, but all of Europe with, with cheap, cheap, inexpensive gas and uh, fix, you know, uh, at least help to alleviate some of the energy crisis that Europe is experiencing. And they just finished building it in September 2021. And so uh, before the pipeline can be turned on, you know, it has to go through a bunch of uh, uh, bureaucratic uh, um, uh, processes and, and verifications and so on. And just, just yesterday, as a result of Vladimir Putin recognizing the Luhansk People's Republic and the Donetsk People's Republic in Ukraine, he's been punished by Germany freezing the pipeline. Okay, so let me just play you this clip of Olaf Scholz, who's the German Chancellor. Und deshalb müssen wir angesichts der jüngsten Entwicklung diese Lage auch neu bewerten, übrigens auch im Hinblick auf Nord Stream 2. Ich habe das Bundeswirtschaftsministerium heute gebeten, den bestehenden Bericht zur Analyse der Versorgungssicherheit bei der Bundesnetzagentur zurückzuziehen. Das klingt zwar technisch, ist aber der nötige verwaltungsrechtliche Schritt, damit jetzt keine Zertifizierung der Pipeline erfolgen kann. Und ohne diese Zertifizierung kann Nord Stream 2 ja nicht in Betrieb gehen. There you go. So he's uh, straight up come out and said it, and which is very interesting because up until now, Olaf Scholz, who's, you know, he's, he's uh, um, in office just for a few weeks now, uh, you know, he's avoided addressing Nord Stream 2 because the U.S. has always opposed Nord Stream 2 because they don't want Russia and Germany growing closer to each other. You know, trade between two countries always uh, helps to develop relationships. To, to, it would help Russia and Germany become closer. And so the U.S. hates that, right? Uh, for obvious geopolitical region, reasons, but also because Russia currently already has 40%, 4-0, of the uh, market share in Europe. Uh, and so being able to go ahead with Nord Stream 2, I mean, again, not only is this beneficial for Germany and Europe, who have an energy crisis, but it's also beneficial for Russia, uh, because Russia is a, a, you know, one of the world's largest gas exporters. And so what you need to understand here, I need to be very clear, this is not Germany. Germany did not decide alone to freeze Nord Stream 2, okay? The United States is behind this, obviously. And just the other day, you had uh, Olaf Scholz, the German Chancellor, meeting with President Biden, okay? And while they were speaking, you have a, a reporter that asks Biden um, about Nord Stream 2. And basically, Biden straight up tells the reporter that if Putin does anything, we will end Nord Stream 2. We will end. Wait, hold on. What do you mean we will end? If this is a German-Russian pipeline. Not, do you have a, brace, you know, a, a grasp of basic geography? You're on the other side of the planet. There's nothing to do with you. And he, he just says it. Biden, and he's right next to the German chancellor. Like, the, the level of, of disrespect, like, the, the fucking cuck status that Germany has. You know, it's like, like a dog on a leash. And it's like, we will end it. Well, it's not your pipeline. No, we will end it. 
Even the reporter is asking him, well, how are you going to do that? It's a German-Russian project. It's not, not American. And he's like, trust me, we'll do it. That, that shows you who's running the show. And it also, it also tells you why you, you have this crisis. One of the big reasons behind this crisis is Nord Stream 2. Okay? They want to dead that project. They want to end it because they've never been happy with it. And when Joe Biden, uh, when, when Joe Biden said that uh, you know, the U.S. is no longer going to oppose the Nord Stream 2, um, he was lying because they are opposing it. Let me just play the clip for you. I think uh, it speaks for itself, really. Thank you, Mr. President, and uh, thank you, Chancellor Schultz. Um, Mr. President, I had wanted to ask you about this um, Nord Stream project that you've long opposed. You didn't mention it just now by name, nor did Chancellor Schultz. Did you receive assurances from Chancellor Schultz today that Germany will, in fact, pull the plug on this project? Uh, if Russia invades Ukraine? And did you discuss what the definition of invasion could be? And then Chancellor Scholz, when I ask you, do you have this is a strategic ambiguity that was needed in terms of sanctions. I just want to know whether the sanctions you are envisaging and the EU is working on and the US as well are already finished, finalized, or is there still work ongoing? Wollen, was genau da drin ist. Ist You're das eine not really saying what Ausrede, the details are. Um, is that just an excuse Swift, for uh, Germany maybe to not support the SWIFT measures? Let me answer the first question first. If Germany, if, uh, if Russia invades, uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the, uh, the, the border of Ukraine again, then uh, there, will be, uh, we, there will be no longer Nord Stream 2. We, we will bring an end to it. But how will, you, how will you do that exactly, since the project and control of the project is within Germany's control? We will, uh, I promise you, we'll be able to do that. There you go. You heard the man. He says, I promise you, we will be able to do that. He's not lying. He's not lying. And this, this comes as uh, Liz Truss, right, who is the, uh, the UK Foreign Secretary. She said, tomorrow we will be announcing new sanctions on Russia in response to their breach of international law and attack on Ukraine's sovereignty and territorial integrity. Again, the United Kingdom talking about people's sovereignty. I mean, that's, that's a really good one. That's a good one. And then, of course, the statement from the White House, from uh, Jem Psaki, talking about the, the sanctions they're going to put on Russia. So they, they've been saying that they've been keeping the soft sanctions for uh, this, uh, you know, recognition of LPR, DPR by Russia. And that if there's a, a full-scale invasion, then they will have the harder sanctions, you know. And uh, they're saying now, the, the Americans are saying that they're going to put the sanctions... Uh, on the oligarchs because they control Putin, right? Here's what Biden is saying. Starting tomorrow and continuing in the days ahead, we'll also impose sanctions on Russia's elites and their family members. They share in the corrupt gains of the Kremlin policies and should share in the pain as well. And because of Russia's actions, we've worked with Germany to ensure Nord Stream 2 will not, as I promised, will not move forward. Jesus Christ. 
what what a cuck what a cuck germany is and not just germany but actually most of most of europe you know that's that's the thing with the us the us doesn't have allies it has cucks okay it it has people that it dominates so basically the United States has decided to end Nord Stream 2, and that's what this has always been about, right? This is one of the key reasons for this crisis. They want to isolate Russia from Europe. And this is also crucial in order to maintain a NATO presence, because, again, what was the, the point of NATO? Why was NATO created? Because the idea was we need to contain Russia, uh, specifically the Soviet Union, right? The Soviet Union is a threat. We, we need to stop it from invading, right? And the Soviet Union doesn't exist anymore. So... We need to keep painting Russia as some kind of aggressor, someone who's violent, someone who's out of control. And that way you can still justify NATO, right? Because when people are scratching their heads and saying, well, hold on, why, why are there 38 goddamn thousand U.S. troops in Germany? What are they doing there, right? In these bases like Rammstein. And then you have all these other missile systems and, and bases all over Europe. Well, what's the point if there's no Soviet Union? Oh, well, here's the point. You see, Russia is very aggressive and it's, it's violating Ukraine's territorial uh, integrity and all this and all that. Um, but in regards to energy, th there's another benefit for, for the U.S. because uh, they want to sell their um, liquid natural gas, right? Liquefied natural gas, which is LNG, to Europe. Now, I don't, I, again, you don't need to be a rocket scientist or specifically an economist uh, an economist to understand why this is uh, not very feasible, right? The the pipeline between Russia and and Germany is is it makes perfect sense, right? Uh, but bringing in barrels loads, you know, barrels and barrels of liquefied natural gas from the U.S. is not only impractical; it's it's way more expensive, right? It's leagues more expensive. So the only person, the only party that benefits from this is the United States, right? They get to isolate Russia. They get to sabotage the economic project for Russia. They, they get to paint Russia as an aggressor. Uh, they prevent Russia from growing closer to Europe and to Germany. And then they also get to sell their own gas to, to Europe. And, I mean, you know, typical bullshit. There's always something about resources in there, isn't there? There's always something about resources. And you shouldn't underestimate the power of, of, um, of natural resources and uh, the imperialists' drive you know, to, to, to chase after them and to do whatever it takes in order to control them or exclude others and monopolize the market. Don't underestimate that. You know, there was a, a plan for a pipeline between uh, Qatar and Turkey. And this pipeline, incidentally, where does it have to pass through? Syria. And Syria said no, because by allowing this pipeline, uh, it would undermine Russia's market share in Europe, right? And, that, you know... That, it's not the only reason for the war in Syria, but many people suspect it's one reason. It's one of the main reasons. I, again, I don't think it's the only reason, but it's one of them. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. And um, you can see how important it is, the conflicts that it creates, right? Now, this is bad for Germany, man. I can tell you something. Uh, Germans and Europe in, in general, they are having, you know, there's a fuel crisis, an energy crisis. Um, what do you think is going to happen to Germany when there's no more gas coming in uh, from Russia, this much-needed gas? What do you think is going to happen? They're going to freeze. So, you know, Germans are, are basically ready to freeze to please NATO. Yeah, maybe fuck NATO. You know, like, th this shows you the, the, the degrading status that U.S. allies have. Like, they're going to screw you, uh, Germans or whoever else it is, right, um, out of your, your own 
uh, uh, you know, out of your own basic needs uh, and your ability to, to provide for your people so they can appease the State Department and the, the goons, the, 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 the ghouls and all of these warmongers in the fucking White House and in the other corporations, you know, in, in, the, in, in corporate America and the multinationals. Like, that, that's the level to which they degrade their own allies. It's really disgusting. It's really disgusting. And the fact that Europeans allow this to go on, it's unreal. The United States is manufacturing a crisis in Europe. And who's going to pay for it? It's not the U.S. If there's a war, the U.S. is not going to pay for that war. It's, it's far, far, far away from its, its lands, right? And it's Europeans who are going to pay for that. Again, I'm not, I'm not trying to say that there's necessarily going to be a war, but according to them, right, they're ready to start a war and everything. You're not going to be the ones paying for it. And uh, when there's no more gas coming into Germany from Russia, it's Germans who are going to pay the price. Europeans are going to pay the price, the, not, like literally for more expensive gas, but also figuratively because they won't have enough uh, uh, to meet their energy needs. Now, I just want to be very clear. This doesn't mean the Nord Stream 2 pipeline is completely canceled. Uh, it, it could potentially be. I'm just speculating here. But for the moment, it's postponed, right? It's, it's been put on pause. So they could, who knows what would happen? They, they might keep it like that forever. And I, you, you need to understand that that's actually a possibility because if you've ever been to Berlin, if you've ever been to Germany, you know of the, the brand new uh, state-of-the-art airport that they've built in Berlin that has been lying there for, I think it's over 10 years now, unused because of some you know, ridiculous legal battle. They have a brand new airport. It's supposed to replace um, uh, Tegel and, and the um, right, TXL. And, and that one is like a cardboard box uh, that can barely handle any traffic. And there's a state-of-the-art airport that's just lying there because of bureaucracy and because of a legal battle. So don't underestimate this kind of stuff. Like, it could very well be that this goes on for years. Now, on the other hand, there was a few months ago in November 2021, they also had to pause the certification for Nord Stream 2, but then it went back and it was okay. But in this case, I don't. who knows how long the U.S. is going to apply pressure because they, they claim that we're not going to interfere anymore. Biden said that. We're not going to oppose the pipeline, which again, it's like, you know, who are you to oppose the pipeline? You're not German. You're not Russian. It's not your business. But that's what he said. Well, I don't see that that's, uh, uh, you know, that that's come true. I, I think it's the opposite. And you're seeing now that they are opposing the pipeline. Biden himself is standing next to the German chancellor and making him look like some, some, some gimp on a leash and just talking in, like in front of him as if he's the chancellor, right? The U.S. president is talking as if he's the German chancellor and deciding for Germans how they're going to get their energy needs met. And you need to keep something in mind. I, I want to read you some statistics over here because... Um, you need to understand that Germany's situation, they have no nuclear energy anymore, right? This is already uh, from since a couple of years ago. They, they abandoned it. Um, and in 2011, right after Fukushima, the Bundestag, um, I, I said it in the American way, the Bundestag voted to exit from nuclear power and energy, right? Because of Fukushima. And then in 2022, the last German nuclear power plant was taken off the grid, okay? And Germany plans to phase out coal by 2038, so Germany needs to get its, its, uh, its gas, it needs to get its energy from somewhere. And it didn't do all these things just for the sake of Russia or Nord Stream 2, but it does need Nord Stream 2. And keep something in mind, the Germans are the ones who approached Russia and asked for this pipeline, not the other way around. So it's not like Russia was coming in and trying to, I mean, Russia already has 40% of the market share. Um, they're not, they're not uh, hurting, you know? But um, Germans are really going to be screwed. And it's, it's again... Who's, who's behind this? The U.S. It, it, the U.S. pays nothing. 
But it's so, it's so important to understand here that the Ukraine crisis is not, oh, Putin is some evil monster, some Machiavellian type who, who has nothing uh, in his mind except world domination. That, that is a childish comic book fucking brain dead neoliberal analysis of what's happening. What is happening here is you have multiple factors. You have the NATO expansion, which threatens Russia's um, uh, territory and Russia's uh, security. It's a legitimate security concern that the United States would never tolerate. And you also have the Nord Stream 2 pipeline, which is not just, uh, you know, of course, it's good for Russia's economy, but that's it doesn't rely on that. I, I told you Russia is one of the biggest gas exporters in the world. They don't need Nord Stream 2 necessarily. This is going to hurt Germans much more. But the goal here is to make sure that Russia doesn't uh, deepen ties with Germany, that Russia uh, isn't close to Europe because this pipeline would also benefit Europe, not just Germany, and to make sure that the Russia is isolated. And that way, when you paint Russia as an aggressor, you can justify the NATO bases, which have been there for three decades after the fall of the Soviet Union, which it was created to, to counter in the first place. So again, they need to justify the NATO bases, the 38,000 troops in Germany alone with something, right? And so this is, this is solving several things for the, the foreign policy uh, apparatus in, in the West, the, the, the NATO apparatus, the, the State Department apparatus. And it's quite dirty. It's really quite dirty because they're never the ones who pay the price, are they? Uh, they're, they're, they're never the ones who pay the price. I feel like I'm forgetting something that I wanted to say. There's so many goddamn ideas and points that I had. But, um, uh, I mean, I'm just going to say that, that uh, this, this idea that they're going to hit them with waves of sanctions, which is what's happening. You have one country after the other uh, hitting Russia with sanctions now because of uh, Putin recognizing LPR and DPR. I mean... They, first of all, they know that, that uh, sanctions are not going to really hurt Putin or the oligarchs. It's, that's not how it works. Uh, we, we know this. The civilians hurt the most. I'm not saying it's going to turn into Yemen or Syria. Obviously not. But uh, the point is that, you know, they're, they're basically uh, creating this idea that Putin invaded Ukraine so they can justify the sanctions. And they can most importantly cancel Nord Stream 2. Do you understand that they've really accomplished the goal here, which is to get rid of this pipeline? And again, I, you know, I could be wrong. Maybe in one week, Germany changes its mind. You, don't, you can't know. But uh, they're definitely happy about this. Absolutely. And the fact that Biden was saying before, before Putin invaded Ukraine, that they're going to disable Nord Stream 2 if he does, um, it just shows you what the intentions are. And even Liz, Liz Truss, even Liz Truss, the um, uh, foreign secretary, right? She's saying on Twitter, uh, just straight up saying on Twitter, that it's about the gas. Strong response from Olaf Scholz, the German chancellor, in suspending Nord Stream 2. We must hold Russia, uh, we must hold Russia responsible for their actions, which will be met with severe costs. Europe must reduce its dependence on Russian gas. You see? This is what it's all about in the end. It's all about money. It's all about resources. It's all about uh, uh, encircling Russia. And they're saying the quiet part out loud. You get it? They're saying the quiet part out loud. And you, you need to understand why this is important because you're never going to hear this on the media. They, they're just, they, they have an agenda. Their, their goal is not to tell you the truth. The, their goal is to sell the wars and to make all of this, this warmongering uh, seem like it's normal, like it's sane. There's nothing sane about any of this. Uh, and I just want to laugh. I want you guys to laugh with me at these fucking clowns in the media who were yelling and, and, and screaming and yapping on for weeks and weeks about a Russian invasion with tanks. And there's 190,000 troops on the border. They have blood bags. There's tanks and columns and columns of tanks. 
Where is it? Where is it? Once again, they're so full of shit. The corporate media and the U.S. intelligence officials that keep feeding them this diarrhea. Look what losers they are. They're so, so untrustworthy. You can never trust anything they say. They're always fucking wrong. Whatever you think of, of Putin, whatever you think of what Russia did now, even if you want to call it an invasion, it's nothing to do with what they said was going to happen. It's nothing to do with that. It's completely different. They, they were making it sound like there's going to be an all-out war. There is no all-out war. As a matter of fact, I want to show you what, the, what the, was happening. Um, you had people celebrating in Donbass when... when, uh, when Putin recognized them as independent. Look at this. This is from Lenin Square in Donetsk. I mean, let me tell you something, man. The United States, uh, when it invaded Iraq, it wanted... Uh, to portray itself as a liberator, right? And you see all these propaganda videos like they're throwing candy to children uh, off of the, you know, off of an Abrams tank or some APC, and and they they wanted to be greeted as liberators. They were not greeted as liberators. Sure, you maybe had like a few, you know, a tiny tiny fraction of Iraqi society who thought of it that way. Uh, certainly, a lot in exile who didn't like Saddam, but the majority of people certainly did not uh, take uh, kindly to being, you know, bombed. And so, just remember this the next time they say that. Uh, you know, Russia must respect or anyone, wh whoever the, the villain is this time, whether it's Iran or whoever, uh, you know, XYZ must respect the ter territorial integrity. Yeah, okay, sure. But who are you to talk about this? You have no moral high ground, you motherfuckers. Look at what you did to half the Middle East. It's, half the Middle East is on fire and the other half is bought, right? They destroyed Africa. They, they destroyed Latin America. All of these borders that you look at when, when you look at the globe, they're, they're drawn by European colonizers, right? France, Britain, the, 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 the Spaniards, all of these powers who conquered, who colonized, who killed, who raped, who murdered, and then they rewrite the history books to make themselves look grandiose and like their empires were some force for good. Fuck you, man. You have no respect for people's sovereignty. You have no respect for people's territorial integrity. No respect at all. You are the last people on earth, the last two countries on earth to talk about territorial integrity are the UK and the US. The last on earth. They have no credibility whatsoever. Whatsoever. You know, when they're telling Germany you can't have gas from Russia, that's not disrespecting their country and their right to self-determination. The hypocrisy is unfucking believable